0: The Arizona Coyotes are heading into Sharks territory to take on the Barracuda. Let's talk about it. You're Locked on Coyotes. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: welcome to the show everybody this is locked on coyotes number one daily podcast on the arizona coyotes i am your host robin leonio alongside matthew jacobson we want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day we are free and available everywhere you get your podcasts we got a great show on today's episode we are going to uh it's, it's only it's only been about a a week, Matthew, but let's gotta talk about the coyotes against against the sharks again. Um they're going against each other freaking twice in once. Once so far. Well, they're going against each other twice in a week. We have this being the funny? second time.
0: These teams don't play again until the day before my birthday, as I am inevitably getting closer and closer to 30 and the inevitable grave. So that's fun. That's a fun factoid. God, this is terrible. Yeah.
1: The Coyotes better better win this. Like I, I just. Oh no, we have talked about this before. Look, my <laughs> point stands, and I will, and of course, will I will elaborate on it as we go more into the show. Mm-hmm. But my point still stands from last week, Matthew, that the Coyotes better curb stomp this team because the Sharks are god awful.
0: <laughs> yeah. I also want to bring up the Arizona Coyote schedule schedule real quick. Just to double check something, uh, because they're obviously tonight. They are going to be in San Jose to take on the Barracuda and they go to Colorado on the 23rd. So we got a couple games before the holiday break, before we return to mullet on the 27th for a rematch with Colorado and then end the month on the road in Anaheim. And, uh, I, I I don't remember the bets we made on this show, Robin. I, I genuinely don't, but I'm starting to get a little nervous because I do remember something about I think, winning X amount of games.
1: I think if they won, was it six out of seven? Then a shirtless fat guy will return.
0: Oh my god! I'll have to I'll have to fact check that, but i am a, I'm a little scared because uh, the team is back to playing decent hockey. Uh, the, that first period being an exception against the senators but then they battled back and they didn't go away and they win that one in regulation four to three coming up i i think they can beat colorado at least one of those two games and san jose has to be another win because this team is is god awful in so many categories robin they are 30th overall in the penalty kill the coyotes are are they have the 12th ranked power play that power play you you want to pad it up a little bit do it against the sharks uh they are 32nd in goals for per game 2.09 the coyotes are 18th with 3.06 almost an entire goal difference and the sharks are giving up 3.91 goals a game the worst in the nhl but the coyotes are giving up 2.87 which is 11th they're in the top half of the league with that They are on a 6-4-0 stretch for the last 10, a three-game winning streak. San Jose is on a three-game losing streak, 4-5-1 in their last 10. So the home team has a reason to play hard to bounce out of this streak, but they are so inept in so many different aspects. I don't see how the Coyotes lose this unless they are lazy, frankly, because... What what can you say positively about the San Jose Sharks team this year? Minus the fact that they bounced back from 0-11-1, I think it was.
1: Not a lot. There's not a lot to say about this Sharks team. Um, I mean, look, and I think anyone who's a Sharks fan will be able to probably, uh, will, will, will agree with this statement. The Sharks are on the tank for Celebrini train right now. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. So, like, it doesn't surprise me that they're this bad. Um. You know, but it's – and I think that's kind of why I'm even looking even more so. Like, if they're this kind of team, the Coyotes are another kind of team, it better end it in a certain way. Uh, the last time was a little disappointing. Yeah, sure, it was still a shutout. So, you know, even though it was one nothing, but say what you will, um, it was – I was not impressed enough. I, like I said, I wanted, like, a 6-1 to win. I want to see, like, a similar thing this time. Like, I want to see that. I want to see – app. and, yes, this is even in San Jose, too. I, not that it's going to make much of a difference because San Jose doesn't sell out their games. In fact, they are among the bottom of the in attendance. Uh, did, I want to bring this, I'm bringing this up really quick, Matthew, because you and I were talking yesterday on, on yesterday's show about mm-hmm. San Jose's attendance versus Winnipeg's attendance. I was correct in saying that Winnipeg has less attendance total than San Jose. However, I was also wrong. So I was yeah, I was right and I was wrong. I have the stat right here if you want to take a look at it. The sharks are, are the uh are the worst in the league in attendance percentage by quite a, a substantial amount at 75.8 percent um attendance. So at out of seventeen thousand four hundred, whatever, they only sell thirteen, like, 13 twenty two hundred, like two out like. Mm. Not
0: good. You know who sells out all their games though? Arizona. The yep, the they Coyotes do. sell out all their games. They do
1: sell out all their games. <laughs> and those that say they don't because they because the saying was that it's a 5000 seater seat venue. It's a 5000 seat for most other events. When it's NHL, it actually goes down to 4600. For, um, because a lot of the suites and um, other th- other seats are taken out or um, unavailable, otherwise unavailable. So four thousand six hundred is the number. Four thousand six hundred is the number that they that that is tickets sold in attendance every game. Yeah,
0: they they sell out. People like to look at at like, oh hey, I see a
1: couple empty seats. Every ticket sold. I don't That's care also, if the entire building's empty. As long no. as those tickets are sold, I don't care. I do wanna I do want to comment on that empty empty seats at Mullet Arena thing. You're gonna notice empty seats more often because of a major reason. Because there's only one bowl. It's a lower bowl, it's just like just a you know, a single bowl. Um and many times fans will get out of their seats to go to purchase concessions. Those lines roll. in the breaks so. or they're or they roam around. Or they roam around. So, like, and because it's a smaller venue, you'll notice that more.
0: You're also going to notice more because a lot of the tickets that they have to, uh, that are for, like, friends and family, I notice, tend to be in those nice uh, that nice club area. Also, a lot of people that buy yeah. tickets in the club area, they are eating up on the top of the concourse. Like, you can literally see when they pan around a bunch of people's like, hanging out up top. There's also, like, some tables one you could sit at and, like, A lot of people just hang out up there. It kind of feels more like a social hour type things. Like, of course they're not going to be in the physical seat. They're up like either eating or just socializing because for some reason, people that are spending a lot of money on tickets show up to hang out, which I'm still a little baffled by, but you know what? If I had screw you money, I probably would do the same, but just not at hockey because I love hockey.
1: Oh yeah. No, I, if if I had that kind of money, I will legit get glass level seats and be there and, like that's assuming I return to my days of being, you know, a super fan rather than uh, a reporter these days, which
0: you've been ruined by the reporter life. You can't cheer anymore.
1: I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> no, you're right. I can't. It's hard. It's uh it's 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 a life we choose, though. That's why we tell people if you like, if you love sports, yeah, sure. You can get into sports journalism, but you have to get in for the right reason. Not, spe- not only because you love sports, because if that's the only reason it will ruin you, it will ruin your perception of sports.
0: We're a little off track. I think we should take I know. a break. And I know right back into the preview talking about the matchup between the Arizona Coyotes and the San Jose sharks slash Barracuda. I, I am just being a jerk to the San Jose fans, the audience. We're just having a little bit of fun. Anyway, that'll be coming up right after this. ride every time or your money back because ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride and die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guarantee fit available only
1: to us customers All right, Matthew. Um, I want to point out something that I saw on uh, our YouTube channel. It was a comment that we got um, from uh, on our most recent episode um, mm-hmm. regarding the the win over Ottawa. And I and, and I'm sure this is a comment responding to what I said. It's like I want to know what message was said between the first and the second period mm-hmm. of that game against Ottawa. Um, and a uh, a commenter uh, goes out and and uh, re- re- responds with this message: it's "The same message needs to be addressed before the next game against the Sharks, as they only beat them one nothing. Should be to slap them around."
0: No, oh, yeah, because realistically, it should. When teams are genuinely better than other teams, and Look, it's a National Hockey League. There isn't an actual such thing as an easy win. You're playing against professionals. But if your team is better than another team and you're a serious team, a serious playoff team, contending team, whatever stage your team is at, you got to win those games. You're not going to win 100% of those games, but you got to win them more often than not. And you got to win them a little more convincingly than a really boring grind fest. There's only one total goal against the team that scores the least amount of goals in the league, Robin.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yo, you know, you're right. Um, and it's and with all those stats you mentioned too, you know, with as a poor as a penalty kill they have versus where the Coyotes are in their power play, like there are so many different stats that you can go through to kind of point things out. Um, and and we mentioned you know some of the hotter play, some of the better players for. You know, for the Sharks, you know, one of their young, extremely young guys and William Meckland is one that you know is one that you can't overlook. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like I felt like in the last week since you know, since we last talked about it, I felt like he's cooled down a little bit. I feel like there's not been enough to just I think the Sharks have had a really tough last week. They I think what their last game um, the same night at the Coyotes rallied against the Senators. The Sharks lost four to one to the Kings.
0: Yeah. Cause he, since the, the Kings game, he's only played two games. He has the one assist against Colorado on the 17th and then nothing against the Kings. Uh, I, I feel like the Coyote. I, I could be wrong here. I, this might just be a perception thing. It feels like the Coyotes played more games since, even though they played the exact same amount since, I, I don't know what the perception
1: problem is on that, but it, it's the emotional <laughs> trauma that they bring to the Coyotes fans. That's what it is. But like, I'm trying to find anything
0: else to to comment on with San Jose and I'm looking at a couple other stats, other team stats throughout the standings. So obviously it's kind of surface level stats, but I do like to bring it up. Um, Their goal differential, Robin uh, Chicago's from what I can tell is the second worst at negative 38. Where do you think San Jose lies with their goal differential?
1: Ooh, God. Um, So said, Chicago is the second worst. Uh let me just double check one more time. Yes. Chicago's second second worst, worst, and San Jose is the worst. Um and what did you say Chicago's was one more time? Negative 38. Negative 38. Uh San Jose's minus 52. So close.
0: Negative 61. God. (laughs) Now, now. Uh all one more thing of note: the Coyotes on the road sub five hundred record. They're five eight and two to this point. So through fifteen games, San Jose at home, it's a very mediocre record, but six seven and two. The Coyotes, I don't know if it's yeah you know, poor travel or or whatever. I I have no idea. I genuinely cannot speak to what's going on with the team on the road. Um, you're going up against a team that's okay at home. I think they've and, had tougher matchups on the road so far. They've had a lot of east coast stuff, I've noticed. Because you started off on the east coast, they had another east coast swing for uh three games of the four game losing streak. I feel like that might kind of you know, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of the correct word. I almost said like obfuscate, I'm pretty sure that is not the correct word I'm thinking of, but it kind of like. Sh- like
1: shadows it a little bit, I think it's yeah. a little closer to what I'm actually trying to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I hear that. Um, but I feel like this is an opportunity to kind of get, you know, to strengthen your, uh, away record. Cause, uh, yeah, sure. Like San Jose might be okay at home, but again, we're talking about a San Jose team. That's just really bad in general. Like, really?
0: Like, honestly, I, I, am trying to find really anything to genuinely praise San Jose for. And I guess Blackwood's trying is, is kind of the, the, like, I'm trying to look for anything. I I like to live in my coyotes bubble, but I'm trying to look for anything really. Uh, Tomas hurdles, like five points below a point per game. But then again, you expect something like that out of hurdle. He's still excellent. Uh, being on a bad team is not going to change that, but like, I don't really know what else you want me to say, Robin, it's a matchup against a terrible team. The coyotes need to get better on the road. It's an opportunity to do that. The coyotes are better in so many different aspects from the, from the, the power play, uh, to the penalty kill to goals, for and goals against per game. This shouldn't be close. I'm a little annoyed that the the matchup at mullet was as close as it was. This is a bit of an opportunity for redemption.
1: Yeah, no. I'm I'm actually looking at something right now and I'm looking at um uh like the team graphing right now on uh, on Money Puck. Mm-hmm. And every single metric that I'm doing on that specifically for graphing purposes, the the sharks are not, are, like yeah there's sure some teams that are in the bad quadrant but the sharks are firmly in like the bottom corner like the like that like far corner of bad like even even the Blackhawks are slightly better in some of these quadrants in some of these some of these graphs the sharks are the only one in which they're so bad that they're in that far corner in each one. I guess on a
0: positive note, through the first period, the Barracuda and Roadrunners are tied at one. There, is, is that something positive for San Jose? <laughs> Maybe, sure. Maybe this episode's losing steam very quickly, isn't it? I, I feel like we are. I mean, I'm just. just tra- I, I mean, agree. like,
1: because like, because like, normally we're like, oh yeah, the Senators have this going for them. Uh, we, I mean, obviously, obviously, with the Senators, even though they're a bad team, it's like, oh yeah, they. You know, the Run storyline. Uh, when you have we talked about any other team. They're good teams, or some, or at least halfway decent teams that mm-hmm. you can easily talk about something. The Sharks, outside of what we've already mentioned, like some of the players, there isn't anything going for them. Like we, like I said earlier, they're on the tank for Celebrini train right now. Like that's maybe that's the only thing going that they have among the best odds to draft Macklin Celebrini, but that's future, not now.
0: You know what? I? You know what's distracting me right now, Robin? Like, genuinely distracting me? What's that? Ottawa's played 27 games. Everyone else, except for like two teams, has played 30-plus. Why Why do certain teams play so many? Like, like the Kings played 28. Vegas has played 33. What is the disparity here? What is, what is going on here? <laughs> Usually the Coyotes are the ones playing some of the lower amount of games. That's how little I have to say about this matchup, Robin. I'm looking at the standings trying to find stuff and then i just get distracted and i'm like oh how come they've only played this amount of games
1: it really is interesting but what we're gonna do though is uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about get get a a uh, rapid fire three keys to the game Mm -hmm. as well as a uh, predictions uh courtesy of our friends at fanduel but but first we're gonna take a quick word from our sponsors on today's show And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season can bring all sorts of possibilities. Clayton Kellis can score 50 goals. The Arizona Coyotes can hoist the Stanley Cup. And you can win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. The official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy, fantasy hockey contests. All you got to do is uh, pick whatever players that you want to win to try to get that 100 times your money. And you play alongside your friends. And uh, more than one, nor just NHL, you can do NFL, NBA, MLB, college football on sleeper. Entries can be made in under a minute. All you got to do is pick whether or not studs like Nathan McKinnon or uh michael Carcone, who's been hot lately mech or mike even michael kesselring who record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals assists plus minus and more in a given game to win a hundred times your bet on sleeper you need to quickly predict the outcome of eight player stats you heard me kites fan you can win a hundred times your money playing daily fantasy hockey or sleeper start paying attention nail your pick so you can start winning big use the promo code locked nhl you get up to a hundred dollars a match on your first deposit Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKED on NHL. See sleeper terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, Matthew, let's get to a rapid fire. Three keys to today's game for the Arizona Coyotes to uh, get a win over the San Jose Sharks at the SAP Center in San Jose. Three keys to the game. Uh
0: I, I feel like this is generic, but I'm just gonna throw special teams back up there because y- you have to take advantage of, of power play opportunities against San Jose. It's San Jose, it is literally the worst penalty kill in the league. I, I, I think that's a freebie. That that's a gimme. Uh I think the we'll we'll make this the second key because the first key probably should be effort. Uh we've seen historically with this team. Um, for whatever reason, they'll rip off wins against teams they shouldn't beat, especially when they're rebuilding or, or they're struggling, and then they'll play down to competition. Um, the effort needs to be there like you're facing one of the better teams. And the third, should we focus on on specific players here? Or should we just be like, get pucks, see, get pucks in the net when hockey games? If you can get a focus, let's get a focus. I would say use this game as your opportunity to uh, find that rhythm with Ingram and Veggie. So, like, so let's say Veggie starts tonight, and then you kind of find that, that rhythm again to get the back on track. Because since Veggie right now is the hot hand for the last two games, and Ingram's been a little bit colder, try to get them back to like that, that proper... Equilibrium, I I think is the right word.
1: No, I think you're correct on that. I think especially knowing that Colorado is coming up, Mm -hmm. like, um, like you want Ingram to be ready for Colorado. Mm -hmm. You want both of them. Let's be real; both of them to be ready for Colorado because you want to be able to say you want to be able to trust either one to start against currently the best team in the division and one of the best teams in the conference.
0: Yeah, so it's it's just making sure that everyone's good to go and uh, especially if one is playing better right now, maybe Ingram can use the the extra night off and then he gets back on track for the Colorado game. So basically just trying to refine that balance and uh obviously Ingr- I still think Ingram's a starter, but if he's if if he's just coming off a really bad start, sometimes you just need a little bit of a reset.
1: Yeah, sometimes that something like that is absolutely needed. Also, All Winnipeg right.
0: is technically the best team in the division by one point.
1: <laughs> Game in hand, though, points percentage. Uh,
0: points percentage six two five for Colorado, six six one for Winnipeg. Because there's thirty one games for Winnipeg, uh, thirty two for Colorado, and the points are forty one and forty. So it goes Winnipeg, Dallas, Colorado, but it's 41, 40, and 40 points, respectively, with a point percentage of 661, 67, and 625. Don't tell me how uh oh yeah, wait, no, Dallas is one less point.
1: That's why I like, because report percentage is higher. It's higher Winnipeg is is uh I think not even in our is like is like number three in our uh locked on NHL uh central division power rankings. So I guess y'all might want to take a take a
0: double double check at that. I, I don't even care that much for Winnipeg, but You you, you can't let Kyle Kapobianco's team sneak up on you like that.
1: Uh, Well, what we're going to do now, though, is we are going to take a quick look at our betting lines, courtesy of our partners at FanDuel. Matthew, the Coyotes are point-and-a-half favorites. With the money line at minus 164, plus 136 for the San Jose Sharks, total points is six-and-a-half.
0: I hate this team because I can't, I I don't know how to project this. I Because if if you look at the numbers, they will probably, like they should only give up one goal and they should score between three and five with with how bad San Jose has been and how much better they are and if you could take advantage of your power plays. But every time, it feels like more often than not, whenever I am guessing the Coyotes score so many more goals than their opponents. It's a much closer game. I mean, I I technically got four goals scored correct against Ottawa. I did not get the four to one final score correct. So it kind of has to come down to, I'm just going to throw something at the wall and see what sticks. I'll go with the under, but I want it to be like a five to one finish. The Coyotes win.
1: That's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm going to go with the over on this one. But not by a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to see a domination game. I just really, I, I feel like we all need to see it, right? Whatever, like the teeth, punch, kick them in the teeth, punch <laughs> them in the throat, whatever you know, whatever term you want to use, like, uh, over. That uh, I'm going to take the points for the coyotes uh by the way that uh, the odds on the puck line the money line minus 1.5 for the coyotes at, which is at plus 146 um i will take that um with my final score being 5 to 2 coyotes win interesting
0: interesting okay I'll still take a five to two win. I I wouldn't complain about that. As long as the save percentages are fine. We still got to make sure veggies numbers are good for that trade. There
1: you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Anybody talk
0: about the assets? Come on, guys. We got to manage our assets properly. Oh yeah,
1: remember, let's remember this is still a rebuilding team. You got to make make sure you can figure out you know what's going to be good for still building this team as we become even more ready for the playoffs in a couple of years. Or maybe even next year. Who knows? You know, it'd be really fun,
0: actually. Uh, if if they... Yeah. <laughs> first off, if they make the playoffs in the mullet, it's going to be the funniest thing ever. Uh, they, should, they should definitely do that at least once. Why not this year? <laughs> uh, but it'd be funny if uh, they finally got, like, the veggie trade done. I know one of the teams that has a need, potentially, is Carolina. I know Edmonton had a need. I'm not sure what their, their need is currently still. Uh, it'd be hilarious if they made a trade for like a forward or someone they can use that helps with a playoff push and it ends up being like, uh, like a playoff team trade. <laughs> that would be uh, very entertaining for me.
1: Where the, uh, the Coyotes end up being like t- like essentially turning into buyers.
0: Well, more like a, like a mutually beneficial trade type thing where it's like it helps both teams in the same year. Interesting.
1: Interesting thought. An interesting thought.
0: Nice, nice little positive thought for you on this uh, on this Thursday edition of Locked On Coyotes. Anything to uh, close things off with? I I am happy this episode's done because I don't know how to talk about the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the Coyotes are scoring four goals a game right now and playing the best hockey I've seen they're just playing decent hockey and they're going against the worst team in the league I I struggled to get through that one
1: <laughs> yeah and what struggles is as as everyone knows is myself as a San Jose native it's we, we like, don't
0: care about that we're a coyotes podcast you could, you could you could you could you could shove it with that one you could you could you I could will. Shove it San
1: Jose fan. I will. Let, let's, <laughs> let, 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 let's scale back on that I'm just calling myself a San Jose native right now You know what? It's funny uh,
0: because I will go out of my way at any point in time to to take shots at U of A in San Jose just because you have ties. (laughs) I mean, would I expect anything less from my co-host? No. How else are we going to keep it entertaining? We got to at least make people think we like each other. Come on now. (laughs) It isn't just contractually obligated for (laughs) us to be here.
1: (laughs) Well, that's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. If you'd like it or not, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, and subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube, SiriusXM, and ad-free on Amazon Music. Don't forget to interact with us on social media or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes and on X at L-O underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio the Jaggison is at the Easy Sports Guy. Interact with us, ask a question you might have. We might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening today's episode. Hope you guys stay in safe out there. Hope you guys stay staying healthy. And don't forget the howl on. <laughs>